people. friends and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host Stephen Henning and I'm your host Dixie Lee Henning. Hello. Hi. Did you have fun with that live show? That was so much fun. Yeah so anyone who missed it obviously the audio is up on the podcast feed already called Quarantine Questions but if anyone wants to join us in the future we're gonna take to Facebook and Instagram live at three o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time Every Sunday. Every single Sunday until we are unquarantined. At which point we will strategically pivot our bonus episodes. Yes. But stay tuned for that. In the meantime, everything is just going to be up on the same feed. It's all going to go up as one. Yeah, there's a good chance that you're going to get a lot of Stephen and Dixie episodes if we can't figure out our uh, Skype interviewing skills. Oh, no. I have, <laughs> I have the skills to make a remote interview happen. What I'm lacking is a webcam, but that's going to be delivered this Thursday or Friday. Yay! Which will also make playing D&D a lot easier this week. Oh, man. Guys, if you're cooped up in your house like you should be, you should FaceTime some friends that maybe like Dungeons & Dragons and start playing Dungeons & Dragons because it's literally the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. Mm, Or if you want to just try an RPG for a one-off night... Ooh, yes. You can get a hold of Dixie and she can send you her paperwork for my personal RPG that I wrote called Dino Days. It is excellent. I have yet to play it, but I'm sure it's fun. Tell, tell me about the premise, Dixie. <laughs> um, so basically in Dino Days, uh, you roll to find out what kind of dinosaur you're playing and that'll be herbivore or carnivore. Mm hmm. And that will be a random thing that happens. And the point of the game is to get your team, which is a mixture of herbivores and carnivores, to safety from a meteor shower. Right. So you need to make sure you gather enough food, you find shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've strategically added some extra roles while you're building your character to give them some personality traits yeah. and some character traits. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. So if you guys want to play that, hit me up. I'll send it to you. Yep. Tell you what, just email us at nopeoplepod at gmail.com and we'll send you over the Google Doc. Sound fair? Sounds fair. Okay. Well. Someday I'll get paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not today, though. Hey, as long as we're talking about things we're doing while in uh, coronavirus quarantine, we are doing the live shows on yeah. Instagram and Facebook at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time every Sunday. We're also opening up a brand new Facebook group for the podcast that we called the Normal People Community. And that's specifically going to be a place where we can discuss things that we talk about in specific interviews. Yep. Um, you can drop questions in there. We will be moderating. Yep. We'll be watching it. So don't be inappropriate or rude or mean. Yeah. Or I'll kick you out. We want a community built on positivity and built on genuine relationships. So we're not. And just getting to know people. Yeah. And we're not necessarily afraid of conflict should that happen. But if things get ugly, we will take serious action. Exactly. So come on over (laughs) to the normal people community. You can find us on Facebook at No People Pod and then go to the groups tab. How's that? So good. Okay. Uh, Let's see. This week on the podcast, we have our friend Marshall Logan. Marshall! This was one of those episodes that I recorded while you were still on your break. Yeah. In fact, I think I recorded this one while you were it's in Washington. It's mostly because I don't like Marshall. That's, That's not, not true. true. I love Marshall, but I had to say that because don't it's funny. say that. <laughs> That's mean. I was like, oh, you're interviewing Marshall today? I guess I'll take another break. Guess I'll go a couple <laughs> states away to avoid that. <laughs> no, I honestly wish I was here for that. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. I think you'll like it a lot. I'm sure I will. At the time of us recording this intro, you haven't heard the interview no, yet. No, I so. haven't. Ooh, it's boy. All, all surprises yep. for me. 
Marshall and I talk about where he grew up, which was Michigan. And we talk about how he moved all over the place, including Canada for college. Gross. He went to like three or four different schools <laughs> before he got his degree. But he got his degree and then got a really cool job for backroads travel. What it's, even is your life, it's Marshall? Like, it's a global company that guides like cycling and hiking tours around the world. And that's his job. That's, that's so cool. So, so crazy. Oh, man. We also talk about carpentry a lot. We talk about his favorite woods to play with while he's building pieces of furniture or different... What? <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> no. It's not helpful. Man. Okay. Thank you, Dixie, for deflating my momentum there. So sorry. I think with that, we will throw it to the interview with Marshall. going to get started with rapid fire questions from the gut either or don't think too hard instagram or twitter instagram oceans or lakes lakes rain or sun sun tea or coffee tea early morning or late night early morning summer or winter winter beaches or mountains mountains cats or dogs dogs pancakes or waffles pancakes sunrise or sunset sunset Bozeman or Missoula? Bozeman. <laughs> Sweet or savory? Savory. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Hogwarts or the Shire? Shire. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Books or movies? <laughs> movies. <laughs> Sweater or hoodie? Sweater. Handshakes or hugs? Handshake. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Phone calls or texts? Phone call. Okay. It's the end of the either ors. Cool. More icebreaker questions here. Cool, cool. What is your favorite candy? Sour Patch Kids. What's your favorite snack? Ooh, um, personally, chips and salsa. What's your favorite morning drink? I mean, personally, decaf coffee. Decaf? Um, I don't do caffeine. I haven't done caffeine for three years. No way. Yeah. So a little uh, decaf coffee in the morning is not bad. We will get back to that. Oh, boy. Uh, do you have a favorite novel? Series would count? Yeah. Um, I love the CJ Box Joe Pickett series about a Wyoming game and fish warden. Whoa. Yeah. I have never heard of this. You should look into them. I will now. They're amazing. What is your favorite smell? Fresh cut cedar. Mmm. What's your favorite TV show? Parks and Rec. Oh, that sounds so <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> Mine's the office. So. Uh, we're in the same boat then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Mm. Does the ice cream have to be that green color? No, actually, I okay. prefer, I mean, like Tillamook makes a really good mint chocolate chip that's white. Okay. And it's so much better. Yeah, Briars Briars makes one with white yeah, as well. And it's not I, fake tasting. I like the green mint, though. Do you really? It's, it's tasty. so fake tasting. <laughs> I like it. Next, you're going to say you like Superman ice cream, too. I've never heard of oh such a thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my Midwesterner. What are foods you will never eat? Oof. Um, I don't love mushrooms. I'll be honest. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I hate most seafood. I only eat four fish. It hurts me. What are the four fish? I have to know now. <laughs> Perch, smelt, trout, and salmon. Okay. Yeah. Those are good standards. Oh, yeah. 100%. You can fry half of them so they don't taste like fish. <laughs> mm, that's and salmon's fair. good. I'll give you that. Yeah, A good thanks. tuna steak. Oh, I hate tuna. That's, oh, come Actually, on. you know what? That is it. It's tuna by itself. I will come not on. touch. That is gross stuff. Are, is it because like, the taste, you're the scarred smell? by like canned tuna or... No, I just don't. I've tried it in steak so form. Good. I've tried it like fresh. None of it. Who's the smartest person you know? Oof. This could be either you know personally or you know of. I mean, I honestly would have to say it's my boss, Tom Hale. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your secret talent? I can wiggle my pupils. What was your first job? My first job, I start. I mean, legit job was at a lumberyard. Non-legit was mowing lawns. Oh. Yeah. What makes that non-legit? I mean, it wasn't with a company. Oh, it was okay. for friends and stuff. So it wasn't uh, like taxed or anything. Right on. Sorry, government. 
do you have a historical hero? Teddy Roosevelt. That was fast. Yeah, he's like Good my work. dream dinner guest too. That oh. man is a hero. Uh, what is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in? Oh God, like the hats where you like purposely flip your hair out underneath it. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, a, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, it was you one get of those that, days. Like, baseball player swoop. Yeah, from the, the hair. baseball player swoop without playing the actual sport of baseball. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? The ability to fix my mistakes. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Right. It's meta. I like it. What comes to mind when I ask you, what is your proudest achievement? God, it sounds so cheesy again. Getting my current job. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to get there then. Yeah. What would you eat for your last meal? A flank steak fully with roasted Brussels sprouts, a side of mashed potatoes and gravy, and a piece of cherry pie a la mode to end it all out. Wow. Again, I thought this through. Again, that was very <laughs> thought out. That was a fast reaction. You're welcome. I admire Are we that. still in rapid fire? Yeah. And finally, yes. what did you want to be when you grew up? Canadian Mountie. <laughs> a what? Canadian Mountie. You know the guys who ride horses and like punch people? They're like law enforcement up there. Yeah. yeah. They wear the red jackets. Okay. Wanted to be a Canadian Mountie. That is, is there a story there? No. Like, where did that come from? Dude, I just thought they were super cool again. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Uh-huh. I'll give it to you. Thank you. Okay. And I hate horses, so I don't know why I decided to go. And I hate horses. <laughs> Sorry. Dislike. <laughs> hate is a very strong oh, word. Fair enough. Okay. Marshall Logan. Hello. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. On the podcast. Thanks for having me. Let's get started here. Let's get to know you a little bit. Oh, boy. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a suburb of Lansing, Michigan called Okemos, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go to the classic mitten, it is in the center of the hand, right where those creases are. Right in the palm. Yes. Okay. Uh, Grew up there until I was about 18. Um, Oh, wow. So you went to high school there and everything? Yeah. I was homeschooled, so... Hey, that was part all of the it. way through? No, high school I did public, which was a brutal time. I did the same thing. Yeah, it's not except, fun. Well, it wasn't as brutal for me. I enjoyed it. Oh, see, I went to like a rich kid school. And that uh, sucked. I went to one of the worst public high schools in the state, but I did meet my wife. Hey, yo. <laughs> who needs to <laughs> so, get degrees and maybe girlfriends and so, fiancés? Well, but also I had straight A's through high school. Okay, wow. Hey, yo. I, okay. I did not. I took team sports a bunch of times. But this is a podcast about you. So yeah, let's We're flip this around. Grew up in an area around Lansing, Michigan, uh-huh. right in the middle of the state. Yep. Until you were about 18. Yep. Uh, what was it like growing up there? Being in the Midwest? Do you have to deal with a lot of tornadoes? I mean, honestly, now that you say that, maybe like four situations I can remember were like, never had the tornado, but definitely went in the basement. Oh, okay. But I... I'm not a Midwest boy. I'll tell you, I need adventure and mountains and stuff. Mm. And so when you live in very flat and like rural, not so great. Okay. How how far away were you from the nearest great lake? From Lansing was about, I think, dude, this is going to show you how bad I am with time. I think it was two and a half hours, but my mom will probably correct me later and be like, it's like six. Oh, but also when you're a kid, two and a half and six six feel about the same, about the same for a car ride. (laughs) So did you ever do anything on the lakes? Did you go boating or? Well, yeah. So one, 2006. So God, how old was I in 2006? Uh, Ooh, I guess I was 12 or 13. Okay. We bought a place on Lake Michigan. And then that's like, I mean, spent all my summers up there. That's kind of 18 is the ending of that because from there I was either at school or at that house. Okay. So I lived there for the rest of the time. Sure. So I never really consider Lansing home anymore. I mean, oh. if it's the home, it's Traverse City. But, fantastic yeah so that lake draw or walk was like maybe 30 seconds which there. is amazing mm, that sounds mm, like a good life it was you at least got the lake there if you don't have the mountains no yeah i mean if you squint really hard like a tree looks like a peak <laughs> at some point <laughs> as That's in your fair. eyes are closed <laughs> yeah if you lay under the tree it looks a lot taller it does <laughs> uh what about your family so i grew up in a house of four my parents my sister and i okay uh, I am the youngest, mm. but by far the tallest, which doesn't make sense. I'm like a foot taller <laughs> than everybody else. My sister, Jackie, she works in Tennessee. She's an epidemiologist, which a lot of people go, what's an epidemiologist? 
Uh, she studies epidemics for a living. So coronavirus right now, her bread and butter. Wow. Um, you know an expert. Yes, I do. I am not an expert. So when she talks to me, I go, mm-hmm, like, whatever that means. My parents are both retired now. Mm-hmm. My, <laughs> my mom's been retired since we were kids. Uh, she is a space planner slash architect. And my dad, I don't, I guess you'd technically call him an engineer. So he... He started out as an automotive engineer uh-huh. and then went to MIT and got his business degree, which was paid for by GM, which was very interesting. Um, but then, I mean, he worked for GM. He was the vice president of a fire truck building, co- chassis building company. Um, but he did that for a while. And then his bread and butter again was Dark Cup Corporation, building your styrofoam and solo cups. What? <laughs> yeah. So he uh, directed their engineering department there for... I, I can't believe I just learned this over Christmas. I think it's been 12 years since he's been there. Crazy. Um, and then about three years ago, he quote unquote retired, worked three days a week and then just officially retired this year. Okay. Yeah. So he's done. So now they just travel right all the on. time. And they've but, got the life right by the lake. Good. Okay. So until 18, you're living in Michigan. Uh-huh. What takes you out of Michigan and where do you go from there? Well, so crazy enough, 18, I moved up to the UP or also known as the Upper Peninsula. Uh, went to school there. I was in their outdoor adventure oh. leadership program. There. So that's the little finger of Michigan that's not really connected to the mitten. No, it's actually connected to Wisconsin and Minnesota. But it's still Michigan. It is still Michigan. We won that sucker back from them. <laughs> <laughs> Toledo? Who wants that when we can wow. have the UP? Yeah. So I went there for two years. They dissolved my program. While um, you were there? While I was there. Did not tell me beforehand. Oh, beans. Um, honestly, it was fine. Okay. Uh, but then from there, I ended up moving to Canada. Uh, I lived outside Calgary for a year. Beautiful. In the wonderful town of Three Hills, Alberta. Okay. What a hole that was. <laughs> <laughs> was there a school there? Or you just moved there? Uh, yes, there was a school. There was Prairie Bible College. Did you transfer to Prairie? I mean, transfer would involve credits moving over. Credits did not move over. You just started going to Prairie. Started new. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that was interesting. Okay. So did part of my time in Canada, part of my time in Montana for that. Yeah. And just... It was a small, not Mormon, um, what, Mennonite, Mennonite culture there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So went to a school you couldn't dance at. Girls and boys were separated. You can yep. only have dorms open for like an hour on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was very sheltered. That's a different kind of culture. It was a very different culture. What was that like going into it? Was that what you were expecting? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you didn't even know you signed up for it. I signed up for it without ever looking at the campus or what my schedule was going to be like. Or that it had Mennonite affiliation. Right. Wow. <laughs> what did you what did you go there then looking for? What did you want to study? Um, outdoor rec. So they have a really good outdoor rec and leadership program. Oh, okay. Um, Again, so I mean, that's what my whole degree has been around. And, they, my didn't, bachelor's in and that. they didn't dissolve the program on you. No, I just <laughs> left. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, you wanted to have an open door longer than an hour on Sundays. Yeah, well, so, sure. And also not be negative 40 degrees Celsius every other day for the winter. That that would do it. Um, saw the Northern Lights a bunch, which was cool. But okay. um, no, so went there for a year. I mean, honestly, that was a great time for me to just kind of restart, um, get out of the classic college scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider myself not your typical 20 year old. And so <laughs> like the party scene, not my scene. So I just tried to stay away from that a little bit more. It's good. We have that in common. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you and I have a lot in common. Never. One of our other friends. Never a partier. No. Ugh. I got invited to quite a few my senior year and it was kind of a weird. Of high school or college? Year? Of high school. Oh, cool. And it was like. I was the the newbie freshman yeah. year. Like I just came from being homeschooled. So nobody knew me and sophomore and junior year. I was like, just like another one of those nerdy kids. But all yeah. of a sudden senior year, it felt like everyone like liked you, liked me and had something to talk about with That's me. That's cool. Was, they were inviting me to parties and I was like, I, I don't I'm do any so of those. Sorry. Like I'll go to coffee with you. <laughs> oh boy. Would that be okay? Yeah. See my senior year, I just played foosball with my dad. Was wow. not popular. Did not get invited to parties. All right. Just hung out at home. I played mostly Ultimate Frisbee with my youth group. Mm, that's a good option too. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Good wrist reflex there. Perfect. Yeah. From both of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I focus on. There you go. My wrist reflexes. Wrist reflex. Yeah. Okay. So Prairie Bible College. Yeah. And it- then half that year was spent in Montana. Mm. Yeah, so I was at a camp called Camp Bighorn out of 
technically Missoula, but it was kind of out of Paradise, Montana, which is this tiny town of like 200 people. Yeah. Started going there every half a semester up in the UP or in Canada for the other half. Did it for a year and then was offered a job with that camp. Okay. Um, so took that opportunity. Was kind of feeling that prayer was just a one-year kind of program anyways. Mm. Yeah. So right started on. working for them. But you ended up getting a job kind of in the area that you wanted to be, yeah, right? Uh-huh. With the outdoor leadership kind of adventure. Yeah. This I has was, always been your life. Yeah. And I, I got like the best of everything. I was a raft guide and trainer. And I also trained mountain biking. Um, so just got to play all summer. And then I ran our gear shop, which that was a nightmare, but I made it work. Oh, you didn't like it? No, it was just so unorganized coming into it. And okay. it was just like, I had a year to try to figure it all out. And it was, I think it was 1500 square feet. And so I was like, cool, they're just going to give me this and I got to try to get it in order. Plus it, it sure seems like you're more of the person who would rather be doing the guiding than organizing hundred percent equipment yeah. for the guides. Yeah. When ah. you're like sending people out going like, have fun on what I wanted to do. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Right on. So, and that was also to establish residency. Oh. I'm a Montana resident. Now you are. I have been for like seven years. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point of the story, you oh, finally yeah, get yeah, here. No, yeah. At that part of the story. Yes. Now I am. After being a, a U.S. immigrant to Canada yeah, for a while. I was Canadian, eh? There you go. Oh, yaddery. Okay. So you're outside of Missoula. Uh-huh. Uh, what's next after that, after that job? So I got my residency and at that point I knew I wanted to finish my bachelor's. Okay. Um, just for the heck of it, I was already three years in and I was just like, God, like, yeah. how much longer can I really actually have? And it's not done yet. No, wait, right. what? Oh yeah. Well, at was, that point, at that point, no, it was not done yet. Yeah. Um, so I transferred to Montana state university billings, which of all places, I don't know why they wouldn't put the outdoor rec program in Bozeman, but hey, it works. I met you, so that's great. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, friendship. <laughs> you, got, you, got this, you got this out of it at I least, right? This. I got to be on a podcast finally just due to my degree. There you go. Um, and a couple of really good friends, Alex yeah. and Rostin. And- yes. Yeah, I have them to thank for a lot of stuff. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like so much. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for them. Shout out. Yep. Shout out to you, Rostin. Good stuff. Actually, <laughs> scratch that. Shout out to you, Al. <laughs> Nothing to do with Rostin because you're the one who gave me the idea, Al. Um, but yeah, so moved to Billings. Thought I had like a year and a half left. Turned out to be two and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because the credits weren't transferring. Right. And they didn't take anything from Canada. Ah, Canada beans. was its own thing. Yeah. They have a different accreditation system mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Which was whatever. I mean, it was fun. Honestly, okay. When it turned back on that. Sure. Um, but yeah, so joined their outdoor adventure leadership program here. Dang. Finished up a year and a half ago. Yep. So that's hey. what that's what got you to Billings. That's where you and I originally met going to church together. Yes, sir. You have since moved on though. I yes, I now am homeless. You're homeless, <laughs> but you're working for basically your dream company. Like you yeah, have your I've dream peaked. I peaked at twenty five and it's only <laughs> downhill from here. You have your dream job with the company you've had your eye on for how many years now? Twelve months. <laughs> Twelve months. That's thank you, Al, again for getting my eyes on that. oh she showed yeah, me that she i never knew about this company before i started applying for them and we're crazy yeah it turns out it's a rather large company yeah 700 employees is pretty decent good work thank you okay and you're now one of those 700 yeah okay so let's talk yeah. about what you currently do for work then so i am a trip leader for backroads travel we are a luxury hike, hiking and cycling company that we just do trips all over the world. So I was based out of Glacier, Montana for most of this year with some stuff in Stowe, Vermont, Asheville, North Carolina, um, Louisville, Kentucky, and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah, I traveled a bunch. And you're doing a lot of mountain trips, is that right? Um, Yes and no. So, I mean, I do mostly cycling-related stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to hike that badly because I guess ask questions that I don't want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Where you can send them on their way on a bike. Um, there you go but no it's honestly it's great um so yeah we just run six day trips we go to really cool places we stay at all the really fun hotels that everybody kind of dreams about okay and yeah i get to do it with guests but get paid doing it there you go yeah so a guest buys a package for a few thousand dollars is that uh, right usual package is around seven thousand mm, right person. on okay so they'll they'll buy a package and mm-hmm. you're a guide taking them from point a to point b on the cycles and in between you're almost serving as a tour guide is that right yeah, so I mean, our job is really based around the logistics aspect of it more than anything. Okay. Um, we're making sure everything flows smoothly from hotel check-ins to 
dinner reservations, uh, making sure bikes are working properly. Because, I mean, they're riding our bikes more than anything. Yeah. And then we just get to enjoy it with them. So every other day we get to cycle with them. And I mean, they're doing 60 miles a day. So it's it's nice. To wow. Have a, yeah. It's nice to have a break every once in a while. Okay. So we got a little detail there. I was going to yeah. ask, what does a typical trip look like? What's the duration? What kind of distance are they going every week or yeah. every day? Uh-huh. Rather meals, all these things. I'm just curious. About yeah. The, I all mean, the logistics. I'll give you the best one that probably makes sense the most will be our glacier trip. Okay. So we start out at Lake McDonald Lodge. Um, we spend our first night there. They ride, I think it's 40 or 50 miles over going to the Sun Road the next morning. We start off at like 7 a.m. It's a long day. That's a brutal day it for is day one. It is a brutal day. Yeah, we start <laughs> them off nice and early and hard. Oh my gosh. Um, and that's like, that's all uphill from Lake McDonald. Yeah, until you get to the top and then it's all downhill to a point. It's a longer uphill. <laughs> it is though. a very long uphill, but <laughs> it's, it's gorgeous. It's a shallower incline it, all the way up. Yeah, it's not great. Good night. Uh, That's nuts. Yeah, no. I I try to shine or shy away from that day. There's two days specifically on the glacier trip where it's like don't have that in me most days. So sometimes you get to just send them on the road and then you drive past them or like yeah, so drive up to a next trip, checkpoint. Each trip is running two actual leaders and one support leader. Oh. Um, and so the support leader is always in a van. And I did that for like when I was in Stovermont, I was just supporting trips there. Okay. But yeah, so then the leader, you have two vans and a trailer. And so the leader will take VNT is what we call it. So that's van and trailer. Mm-hmm. They go up ahead and set up lunch at some place. And then support stays with them and you're consistently making sure you bump people if they need a lift to like a higher elevation because some people just can't do the hills. Wow. Um, okay. And you just, I mean, it's again, logistics running for that aspect of stuff. Yep. But yeah, so first day is all the way to, or not East Glacier, it's all the way to Many Glacier Lodge. Okay. So I think it's like 40 or 50 miles. We spend the wow. night there. They then ride from Many Glacier the next day all the way up to the Prince of Wales, which again is like a 50 or 60 mile ride. Lot, lot of elevation climb there again too. Yep. And you cross borders. We go into Canada. It's one of the only U.S. trips where you go into Canada. Oh, I ran it crosses both over. Yes, yeah, so I ran Glaciers one and Stowe, Vermont's the other. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But then day three, they do an on your own day, an OYO is what we call it. So they can go hiking, they can go to the spa, they can wander around downtown, they can do whatever they want. Oh, um, but you're not traveling that day. No, we stay at Prince of Wales tw- two nights. Okay. Um, Very cool. And yeah, with that, I mean, again, we're running logistics. So if they're kind of like, we want to go here, it's like, cool, we'll take you in a van. We'll get you to your location if we can make that work. Mm-hmm. And we'll, I mean, we're not providing lunch though. So it's like, you have to have your own stuff for that day. Um, from there, I think it's a hundred mile day from Prince of Wales down to East Glacier Lodge. That's a rough, long day, but it's very cool. I mean, we get to hear some Native American facts and stuff. We bring in a guy from the reservation. Okay. Uh, and just, I mean, it's just a fun trip. And then the final day, they do rafting. So they go from East Glacier, they raft down towards uh, Kalispell, and then we pick them up and drop them off at their hotel. Good gravy. Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of logistics. What a day. It's actually a week. Okay. Oh, yeah. What, a, what am I saying? <laughs> I do uh, 240 miles in a day. Yeah. What has been your favorite location to work at so far? Stowe, Vermont is something else in the fall. Really? Yeah. You just get the colors. I mean, I love Montana. Don't get me wrong, but East Coast in the fall, you can't beat it. I've never been in the fall. You need to go in the fall. Been in the middle of summer. You got to go in the fall and you get yourself a a creamy, which is a maple syrup flavored soft served ice cream. And you get yourself a maple latte. (laughs) <laughs> and you are set to go for like four days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, nothing beats Stowe okay. in that season. I mean, we go up to Jay Peak, so we take the tram ride. So it's this beautiful, you end up at this quote unquote peak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's four or 5,000 feet of elevation in the end. Mm. Um, but you overlook, you can overlook New York, Quebec, Vermont, New Hampshire, and maybe part of Maine, I think. I mean, you see wow. a bunch of stuff, you overlook a bunch and it's just when you have all the colors perfect, it's just nothing beats it that's awesome and that's the season you were in yes that's the only time we run trips for the most part there Ooh, okay because people want to see the leaves yeah you're building the package to be yeah boy just perfect that way nobody wants to see green leaves or snow they come for the (laughs) red leaves (laughs) so you're mostly doing cycling trips Mm -hmm. a little bit of hiking though right we can i mean we have a hiking we have a multi-day is what we call it so it does hiking hiking and cycling uh we'd run those in glacier i was on a couple of those on their camping or section of it but like I mean, you do your typical hikes. You do Logan Pass. Yeah. Um, you do um, Highline Trail. Oh. Um, you do like St. Mary's Falls. I mean, you just hit up the... But that's all roads. mostly 
day hikes. Is that correct? Yeah, nothing. We don't do any overnights. No people, backpacking. No, people want to stay in hotels. They don't want to stay out overnight. That's fair. I guess if you're paying that much money, you would want yeah. the, <laughs> the all-inclusive Here's your package. $40 tent. <laughs> I want to take a shower in between these workouts. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> want to be eaten by a bear. There you go. The joys. You have done some uh, backpacking guiding in the past, though. Is that right? Uh, not so much guiding. I oh, just, maybe that was Rostin. That was yeah. Rostin did that. Um, okay. I just backpacked a bunch. So like, I mean, I backpacked all over New Mexico, Montana, Canada. They all bore together. Um, they do. They That's do. That's true. Yeah, you're miserable every day. It doesn't make a difference <laughs> where your location is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, other people are being doing that kind of stuff. Okay. We, we stick to one days. Where then is Backroads based out of? It's a very interesting question. Um, <laughs> how we say it is backroads is a body. Uh, the brains of the body are based out of Berkeley, California. So that's where all of our higher ups stay. So Tom Hale, who owns their company, a bunch of administrative people are based out of the Berkeley area. Um, but the body is based out of Salt Lake City. Mm. So that's where our warehouse is that stores all of our bikes. That's where everything kind of takes place for sending people out all of our hands and trailers are based out of there. Sure. And I mean, it's just more centralized, so mm-hmm. we can kind of get to anywhere. But And then we have a place... I guess we also have Provence, France. We have another warehouse that's similar to Salt Lake just for the Europe and Asia oh. uh, aspect of trips. So. Right on. Yeah. Do you have aspirations of doing any European or Asian trips? Nope. The coronavirus is over there currently. Well. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> when it isn't, though. Oh, those times. Uh, yeah, I actually, we get to set up a preference list, and my preference list currently has... We'll see what happens. Uh, Scotland and Wales are currently on it. So, I mean, I want to kind of go back to the UK area, partially because they speak English. Uh, oh, there you go. easy. Yeah. I don't speak. Yeah. That sounds very good. So, everything is based, or a lot of things are based out of Salt Lake City, which is where you currently live. When you got mm-hmm. the job, obviously, you did all your trips around the country for a while. Glacier, mm-hmm. Vermont. Uh, but Harris, now Don't forget Harrisburg. Harrisburg? Yeah. But now you're back. I say back. We're in Billings right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but you live in Salt Lake City. I do. This is not one of my prouder moments you're about to bring up, so it's good. Oh, we don't have to go <laughs> oh, here no, then. No, no, it's good. Go there. We're already here. <laughs> the people want to know. <laughs> what do you do all winter? <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of where I was headed. Yep. Kind um, figured. <laughs> so you live in Salt Lake City, uh-huh. and most of your trips especially for cycling, you kind of have to work around winter months, yep, right? That, that is a big thing. It's, yeah. it's the end of spring, all of summer, beginning of fall mm-hmm. kind of moments. Depending, I mean, and then like Arizona, anywhere where it's warm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Just lower parts of the state mm-hmm. or U.S. But cycling is hard in the snow. Mm-hmm. And given your all your preferences for where you would want to serve this company and, yeah. and work, <laughs> we have quite a few winter months. So I want to yeah. talk about what... Your your life is like in the winter while you balance these winter months because <laughs> you worked uh, how many months seven this last months. summer? Seven months. Of seven, my life. seven months. Yep. And you make enough money to build enough savings so that you can live through the winter without ever working. Essentially without a job. Kids, don't do it. It's not worth this it. Is, <laughs> so this is the first winter you've had while employed here. This is my first winter I've ever not worked. Okay. Ever. What does that feel like? It's, I mean, originally I was like, this is going to be so cool. Like I can just ski all winter, like every day. Which you have been doing though. Yeah. I'm like 35 days in or something like that. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was starting in the end of January. Oh my God. I skied almost every day in February. (laughs) (laughs) It's so nice because there's no stress of like, oh, I have to get up and go to my nine to five or like, I have to go be responsible. Okay. You just, you don't have to do anything it's like i wake up when i want i go ski as much as i want and i go home and let me for anybody who actually would ever listen to this of mine not your show but just my podcast (laughs) (laughs) uh i worked six days a week 17 hours during the season for seven months okay so so you definitely put your time oh yeah i i mean it's not like i'm working a nine to five and i'm like okay like taking that day off like no checking out right i worked quite a few hours this summer yeah so yeah like taking some time off was really nice it kind of was like a reset switch too for like oh i'm like going insane slowly like i'm an extrovert but like you can only be so much extroverted Mm -hmm. um so just being able to like wake up at a decent hour and like 
ski six or seven hours that day and then just call it a day is amazing. Yeah. But I'm also a very moving person and moving, not movie. And so sitting still sucks. So days where I wasn't skiing, I'm like itching to go do something. It's like, give me a job, like oh, give me a trip. Okay. So it's very, it's a complicated situation. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you've kind of built your life all around adventure. So mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine that you would find like sitting on the couch with a book and a cup of tea. Oh God, that's my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my dream. Yeah, so. I, <laughs> I don't know how we're friends, but it works somehow. <laughs> yeah. Something goes well here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it almost feels right now, at least mm-hmm. that you kind of have two different lives between working in the summer and a lot of play in the winter. For this year, yeah. Okay. For future seasons, it won't be like that. I took off Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm-hmm. um, which pretty much vetoes you for any work during the winter for that season because they, they need you over holidays. Ah, uh, um, So next okay. year, I'll be working over Thanksgiving and then probably in February. So Gotcha. I mean, not to the extent of summer, but like two trips a month kind of thing. If mm. that, maybe a trip. But I mean, it pays the expenses. Okay. And I get to live for free then. So I see. Yeah. Thank you for listening to No Normal People this week. If you like what you're hearing, the best place to tell us about it would be on Apple Podcasts. Go leave us a five-star review and tell us what you like. For Android users, you can also head over to facebook.com slash nopeoplepod and leave us a rating and a recommendation on that page. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at nopeoplepod. That's K-N-O-W, people pod. And our hashtags are hashtag no normal people and hashtag KNP. If you work for, operate, or own a business that would like to advertise on this section of the podcast, please contact me, Stephen, directly at nopeoplepod at gmail.com. Let's get back to our interview with Marshall. Between these two kind of halves of your life right now, yeah, the, the playful winters and the very Stressful busy summers. working summers, what kind of things, oh, let's take these one at a time. So yeah. when you are in the middle of summer and you're working six days a week, 17 hours a day, <laughs> yeah. what kind of things have you thought through that keep you energized, keep you healthy? Like what, what sort of like habits and routines did you, yeah. did you build into your life? What, what do you have to observe? What do you have to follow to make sure that you're not losing steam halfway through a trip or after four trips in a row? Yeah, I mean, honestly, a big part of that is, I mean, it comes from just the recreation aspect of stuff. It's like you're on a trip with people who have probably never seen what you're about to show them. And yeah, it's become mundane to you in the aspect of like, I've been to Iceberg Lake seven times this year. It's mm. like, oh my gosh, like Iceberg Lake again. And then you get there and these people are like, oh my word, like, look at this. Like, can we go swimming? And it's like, yeah, I go swimming. I'll go swimming with you. Like, this is awesome. Like, you just your whole mindset changes if you wake up each morning you're like dad like this isn't for me this is for even if they're very rich people who don't want to do it it's like you're here for them i mean okay you're part of the the whole point is just to experience this again with yeah you're, you're here to enrich their experience right so okay. i mean half the time i think about it it's like i'm not looking at the views after the first couple of times i'm looking at the expressions on the people's faces while they're looking at that view that i've looked oh, at a bunch of times because okay. you can just see it, it's like oh um and so that's a big thing for me honestly getting a good night's rest is huge yep. um 17 hours is a long day so when you have five hours take that five hours don't stay up and have a drink or something that evening like <laughs> go right to bed guys yeah it's not worth it Covet your sleep yeah protect it when you don't have trips take get a full seven i mean it's not that bad thing yeah have seven or eight hours of sleep in a night and then finally it's i do devotions every morning so i oh. wake up every morning and read my bible and go through i'm currently reading the bible through for the second time wow a different message i'm going through the message this time first time was esv next year will be something else so it's just sure taking some time to just so you're doing a plan that gets you through in one year Mm -hmm. is that right yep right on and choosing different translations to see how different angles and exactly very cool yeah and so those i mean those three things and then my wonderful decaf cup of coffee in the morning yeah i want to talk about that yeah here we go (laughs) three hours or three hours three years without caffeine using caffeine in okay let me restate that like in large amounts i'll occasionally like mean like cliff bars have three 35 milligrams in it so it's like i still have caffeine i mean so does a chocolate bar right but i mean (laughs) a a classic cup of coffee or decaf or caffeinated tea is not in my diet wow yeah personal choice 
I mean, honestly, okay, so it all started out, I used to drink coffee a lot. Uh, and then I got really cheap. I mean, for people who don't know me personally, I'm the biggest cheapskate you'll ever meet. Like, don't pay for anything. I'm eating 50 pounds of white rice right now, I'd like to point out. Um, bought it's it for true. $17, Costco. True. Shameless plug. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I got to a point where I was like, I started out drinking really nice coffee and then I went to like Folgers and I was like, okay, we've dropped to the bottom of the barrel <laughs> every morning. And so I was no. like, you know what? I'm just going to knock co- or coffee out of my diet. And then after that, like a week later, I was like, God, going through caffeine withdrawal sucked. But then it was like, it's the nicest thing. I don't drink soda. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And anything that doesn't have caffeine in it is amazing. Yeah. Um, and now I find, I don't know if it's just because I haven't had it in large quantities. It like destroys me. I get such an upset stomach and I'm like sick to my, I mean, I'm like, I'm better at it for part of it. Wow. Yeah. If I have too much caffeine in a day, I tried it the other day and it sucked. Oh. Yeah. Dang. And if you're also wondering, that was in the middle of a like, four-hour tour skiing so that was an awful day (laughs) (laughs) kept it in kept it together though good work yeah okay so a good night of sleep Mm -hmm. devotions through your bible do you journal along with that or is it mostly reading um not a big writing person i'm more hands-on kind of stuff so just being able to like and i process i verbally process and so i mean i kind of have those two people that i'll go to to verbally process once a week where it's like wow, this thing on this trip did not go well. And here's what I oh, thought about the sure. whole situation. And I mean, that's one really good thing about Backroads is it's a very open community for that. So I mean, okay. to be frankly honest, we go we have our own bedroom that we split as a crew. And I mean, we crap talk sometimes. It's just like, God, no offense, oh. but God, Karen today was just the <laughs> worst. But this is the metaphorical Karen. Yeah, not the this real is- Karen. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, it's just like you get a chance to just verbally be like, this was an awful day. Or like then other times you're like, this is the best day ever. Okay. And But I mean, you're sharing it with your friends so and sure. coworkers. And so yeah, it's just that aspect of being like, yeah, that didn't go well. Let's, okay. let's get it through tomorrow. There you go. So we were protecting sleep, doing our devotions. Mm-hmm. Seems like, I mean, you mentioned your decaf coffee. That's probably more for the taste, taste and just kind of ritual of the thing. Yeah. I just, I love the taste of coffee. Yeah. It just tastes so good. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then the other two things you just mentioned is that you verbally process with teammates. Yep. If you're frustrated or even if you're celebrating something, mm-hmm. that's, I, I would consider that almost like a, a habit. That helps mm-hmm. keep you kind of grounded, keeps yeah. you healthy. Say so keeps you sane. As well as now that you've been doing these trips long enough, you are not, it's not about the view or scenery anymore for you. It's yeah. more about seeing the satisfaction on your clients and your mm-hmm. guest faces. God, when they, that sounds when like they, such a cheesy answer when you say it out loud. Yeah, but no. When Holy they, cow. When somebody rides 60 miles, yeah. possibly for the first time, and uh-huh. you're there to greet them at the end of that, and you're checking them into the hotel, and they that look of pride on their face, oh, they're 100%, like- 100%. It's amazing. I did that. I did that with my legs. Yeah. These that's legs. A, that's good work right there. <laughs> yes. So, duh, that sounds so good. It is. So It's wonderful. Throughout this process, I, yeah. I'm curious to talk about kind of what- kind of communication skills have you grown in both working with teammates and working with guests? Like what did you not expect to learn and what have you learned about people and like how you interact with them? Anything come to mind? Yeah. I mean, one of our major concepts with Backroads is to, I mean, at the beginning of the trip, you pre, I mean, you pre-prep the trip. So you, you have pre-meetings, you pre like prep food, you just do everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the pre-meeting, you kind of talk about how you best receive criticism and how you best receive constructive criticism. And so, I mean, I come from a background, I mean, most people just stuck to their jobs and like you, you have your section, but when you're working with somebody so closely for 17 hours a day, yeah, you're kind of like, dude, this really peeves me when you do this. Like, that's just so annoying. Okay. Um, but I mean, you do it in a really well, good way. Some people really enjoy it at the beginning of the trip or like end of the trip and some people want it like in the middle and so it's this whole concept of like god like i can actually speak my mind but also other people are going to speak their minds about me and like what i do right okay so this is with you and your other leaders your teammates Mm -hmm. you're having these pre-meetings and saying like this is what my personality brings to the table Mm -hmm. if you have something that bothers you write it down and we'll go through it for two hours like not even when when we get back or something yeah 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 yeah. like you have a either either save it up or just tell me when it's happening Mm mm-hmm 
get, because you're, you're working so closely together and yeah. you're, you're working with a lot of people who might not know completely what they bought when they bought the package for the trip. Yes. So there's, I'm sure there's a lot of tension to manage. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and I mean, another thing to go with that is it's like, I mean, not only do you talk about it either during the trip or after the trip, mm-hmm. but then it's put in writing. If you've talked about it, it goes into, we call them FTR. So um, it's pretty much like a post-trip thing that goes into our company. It's like a debrief. Yeah. And then you <laughs> like guest rate you. I mean, you it's fully like you're rated, you're rated by your co-leaders. I mean, yeah. so like if you mess something up and you don't fix it, it can come back to bite you. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, it's just specifically to give people the opportunity to be like, yo, like, you like you really like broke my credibility consistently yeah um and i mean this is killing like i mean it killed my credibility with guests and with other co-leaders and with our vendors and everything like i just i can't have you do that again and then future leaders that run that trip with that same person can be like cool like i just need to bolster my credibility beforehand or i need to talk to this person and be like yo like i need you not to break that credibility when you're supporting a trip sure so it just gives, I mean, you're not going to get blindsided and you can't add anything to your FTR unless you've talked about it and like worked it out in person. So if you haven't talked about it, you can't be like, oh, like I'm just going to add this to Steven's like oh, FTR. So it has to have been a previous conversation between you and the person bringing the beef. Right. You it can't, can't just blindside. Be, you can't, it can't just be in the report and you read it like, I wish they would have mentioned that. Yes. You can't blindside people. That's so cool. I you're i'm i'm getting glimpses of what kind of <laughs> what goes what, into my life <laughs> well and what kind of like work culture backroads travel has built into their mm-hmm. entire system i mean cuz ultimately when it comes down to it yes they have a lot of gear to manage they have warehouses full of things they have all these logistics to plan for but when mm-hmm. it comes down to it their company is about people very much so both the team that they hire and also the people that hire them mm-hmm. to take them on trips yeah so they've spent a lot of time it seems like going into what makes our leaders work together. Yeah. How, how do we build criticism into this system so that our teammates don't like start harboring a lot of bitterness or resentment toward mm-hmm. each other? Wow. I mean, it's on impressive. top of that, this is like a humble brag too. This company is a very A-type personality company. And I mean, the hiring process. I'd like to just go through the hiring process for just a second. Cause Please this do. just shows you like how much it goes through. Please do. So started out with a, an email. I started out with an email being like, Hey, I would like to be considered for your company followed by a paper application. So fill out an application, just your typical job. From there I was given a, I was moved to the next step, I guess. And then it goes into four video questions that you have 30 seconds to think of an answer and a minute to respond and you can't prep them. The 30 seconds is when you find out what your video question is about. Followed by, if you pass that one, you get a phone interview. You pass the phone interview, you get a video interview where they give you scenarios and they talk about you or talk with you and like about your personality. And then finally it goes into, you have to go to a hiring event. So there's only like eight of them in the US or eight of them, eight to 10 in the whole world, I think, if I remember correctly. And they're a full day it's eight hours of like being with people they're usually i mean mine was small with 25 people most of them are 80 people and then they hire usually two to three people out of those people that group they're eight percent successor or hiring rate holy moly yeah it's harder to get into backroads travel than it is dartmouth college oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that is impressive and you can fact check me there's an article on google so I can do that. Yeah, you can. That is impressive. So, I mean, like you get a personality that fits. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. Yes. They're making sure they're hiring the right team members. The right team members and people who can work well together. Because half the stuff on your hiring event is like, yeah, how do you work with this person? Yeah, you got to know how to solve the situation. You got to know how to synergize. Right. And so, I mean, they can tell within, I mean, it sucks because it is just one day, but they can tell within a day if they're going to be like, yeah, this person can work for us or not. Like they'll, they'll make it. That is impressive. Yeah. Good work. And it's done each year. So like my contract could end at any point and they could just let me go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But they don't usually just that's people fair. are wondering. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Mom, it's okay. I still have a job. There you go. Okay. So on the, on the team side, yeah, you gave me a little picture of how things work. What have you learned about handling and encouraging, maybe coaching guests? I think the most things I've learned from guests are their they look up to you, even if you're much younger. I mean, 
you get your occasional person who doesn't like they think they know everything yeah most guests are there to learn so if you give them feedback of like hey like this is going to help you pedal better this is going to be better for you long term they're down to listen i mean they want to learn um and then secondly if you come up with a good reason being straight with somebody and being like we're not doing this because of this this and this reason they're way more willing to listen to than just being like i don't think this is going to work and then they just get pissy and so it's like if you can be up front i mean guess they're humans Yep. They're just people. Yep. I mean, they've paid a lot of money, but they're just people like us. And right. so it's like, if you, I'm going to give other people reasons for why I'm not going to do something. I'm not just going to be like, yeah, like I just don't feel like doing it today. And they're going to listen. They're going to respond properly. They're going to be like, cool. I just, I thought I'd ask kind of thing and let's go on from there. But yeah, I mean, most people are just there to have fun. They want to learn about the area they're coming to. It's a new area for them. Mm-hmm. It's half the time or not half the time, like a third of the time it's private groups. So you're getting people who all know each other. So it's just them having a party together. Oh, that's neat. It's very fun. Okay. Um, And it's, I mean, they're just inclusive. Like all the time they're like, come to dinner with us, like get drinks with us, like have fun. And it's like, cool. Like, thank you right. for the offer kind of thing. And that's, okay. I mean, that's why it goes to $17. Let's be honest. It's like actually just a 10 hour day (laughs) (laughs) there you go yeah no okay um but yeah no guests guests are really fun to work with very cool aspect yeah being an extrovert certainly helps yes (laughs) i love me some people i'm I'm sure that came up in your hiring process oh my gosh yes (laughs) they're like do you ever shut up yeah oh no (laughs) just kidding they did not say that (laughs) okay okay so we talked a a little bit about back roads there i started with Habits and routines for your summertime. Oh God, so far off topic, it's good. No, I'm, I'm, I, I have all these connected though. That's good. I started with questions on habits and routines for summertime. Yep. Through your work mm-hmm. in the summer, what does a winter look like for you regarding habits, routines? I assume that the sleep is going to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. I assume that the devotionals are going to stick with you through the winter. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you add or subtract from your kind of daily routine? Yeah, I try to get, I mean, especially since there isn't as much of a rush in the morning in the winters unless, I mean, certain ski days and stuff. If you have 12 inches of powder, you got to get up there for that 12 inches. Mm -hmm. But I mean, honestly, most days it's just get my life together. So, I mean, I do some morning stretches and stuff. I'm very much not flexible. So I've been working the last couple of months on becoming more flexible. Okay. Uh, Almost can touch my toes. Hey, um, look at you. Yeah, I know. Big steps. Standing or sitting? <laughs> uh, standing. Okay. Like, I can touch them sitting. I mean, I just pull my foot up to my chest. <laughs> That's not the... <laughs> hey, you not never... the same. There are no rules to this. But no, so I do stretching in the morning. <laughs> um, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'll occasionally do yoga. Ugh. Not Don't make that noise. <laughs> Dixie and I do yoga. Of course you do. Because <laughs> you're cool. <laughs> and it makes more sense than it does for me. And then... I take some time each morning and just like catch up on what's going on around the world. Um, Really big sports fan too. So I mean like March Madness is happening or not. I guess it does. It starts this month. I mean, but I'm a big college football fan, big college basketball. And so checking scores, watching highlights a little bit, just kind of catching up on that stuff. But then also on like major stuff going on in the US um, politically wise and just to do, I mean, I do some weather checks and stuff. So I mean, I'm a big backcountry skier now. so doing avi report checks um mm. checking weather for the next couple of weeks doing there's a buoy that sits off the coast of california that kind of gives us an update of uh, how our weather is going to look in salt lake for the next couple of weeks and so kind of figuring out my life and then planning trips i mean i came up to billings yep that was a little unexpected i planned that like two days in advance um but then i mean like, i'm glad you're here i'm glad i'm here too dude <laughs> partially because it's warm here um yes it is i'd we like to point out too, a little bit of sun yeah it's like 50 degrees today and it's March 1st. It's warm. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, I've this last two weeks, I've been planning a trip to Jackson Hole and figuring out what I'm going to go do there. Okay. Oh, I make my, my classic breakfast. Tell a, me. Of a bagel with cheese and an egg and hot sauce to cover up the taste of the egg. Because I hate <laughs> the taste of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you hate the egg, but you still eat it? I It's protein. And it's better than eating steak every morning. So I, Is it, though? No, it's cheaper. I think you should eat steak every so, more so much cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the cheapskate part of it? I can get eggs at Costco. Oh, for right. So cheap. Yeah, there's no like Folgers steak no. equivalent. Okay. Continue. So that's what your winter looks like right now. Yeah. Next winter, you've been talking about getting a little more work, probably working over mm-hmm. the holidays, maybe starting work in February. Yeah. Another thing I wanted wanted to talk about having yeah. you over is your experience as an independent contractor 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing Adapt construction work. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself supplementing any, any of your winter time and winter cash money with building projects? Yes and no. I have some coworkers who've just bought houses that need a lot of help. Ooh. So there's a high chance that, I mean, I'm, I was supposed to go to Portland this fall and take care of some people's places, but like, I don't know. Okay. I kind of, I'm, yeah. I don't have a wood shop anymore. I had a wood shop in Michigan, which was really nice. That sounds I, awesome. Yeah, it was super nice. And I had one in Missoula. Salt Lake City, not so much. Yeah. And so it depends. I mean, you're living uh, like on Backroads property now. So. Yeah. I, if anybody is also wondering, I live like a college student at 25. I have eight roommates. Uh, occasionally, some of us split rooms. Wow. Uh, and still pay rent. So this is the talk of the town for that kind of stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but no, I could I could genuinely uh we have some you and I have some mutual friends over in Bozeman who have kinda hounded me a little bit to joining them occasionally for projects. So yeah. there's a chance I'll come up for that. Okay. So let's talk about how you got into yeah. contracting. My family came from a family of being very hands on. We always every house I don't think we've we've only owned one house that was brand new. Most of our houses are, I mean, like the house I grew up in was built in the 1800 range or yeah, I think 1890s range. Um, and my parents renovated the whole thing by themselves. I came from growing up with like always having a project. Like it was always like, Hey, we're going to redo our kitchen. We're going to redo this. Okay. The laundry room's going to get redone. And And because they're very DIY hands-on and you had the tools available to start learning. Yeah. I had the tools very much available. But then on top of that, it was like my mom can't lift some of the stuff. And so it was like cabinetry. It was like my dad from a young age pretty much told me, you're going to be involved in this. Like I need you to pick up this like 80 pound cabinet. It's like, there you go. There you go. (laughs) So I was able to help on that. Uh, Our first major project that I was a part of that really kind of got me started was our cottage. It's the original one from that lakefront area. It's one of three that was on that, like, yeah. I mean, like, I think it's a quarter mile thing. There were three houses in one of our, or is one of the originals. And that was like a full, we're still, it's, we bought it in 06. We're still not done with it fully. Mm. I mean, there's always something going on, but like, for the most part, it's done, but it means always changing. And that really kind of sparked my interest in it a bunch of like learning how to do trim work and learning, I mean, how to level floors with concrete and like get them perfect so you can lay down laminate or lay down wood floors. I've started to dabble a little bit more in tile work and stuff too. But yeah, I mean, I just wood. I mean, it sounds sounds really weird. Um, <laughs> but like woodworking in general, I mean, just being able to like work with my hands and have something at the end of the day was huge. So I really got into, for a while, I got into making cutting boards. Um, I used I sold those for a while and wooden spoons. Mm. And then I moved it up to some furniture. So I built a couple coffee tables, entertainment centers, nothing to write home about. And then some end tables too. And that, I mean, my whole apartment was done in my lack of apartment now. My old apartment was <laughs> done in all furniture that I or my father and I had built together. Oh, that's so um, cool. Which was really fun. And like, I mean, I built my own butcher block um, countertop. I built, I mean, it was really fun. Cause like, I'm a big kitchen person too. I love working in the kitchen. So like having beautiful cutting boards that I just don't care. Like I'm going to, I'm going to work on this. Like I can fix this if I need to kind of right. was really fun. Okay. But yeah, so that's where it kind of stemmed towards now is I don't do as much contracting work. I did that for a while of like, I mean, I fixed a couple houses up with like a company and then also did a couple bathroom remodels and stuff like that when okay. I was in between back roads in school. Sure. Uh, but now, I mean, I'm moving more again towards the furniture aspect of things. Yeah. I grew up, my mom was a woodworker. Really? She has an impressive shop. Ooh. And one of my biggest regrets of my childhood is yeah. never spending time with her in the shop and mm-hmm. learning like what she was doing. Yeah. At our house outside of Laurel, like yeah. she built uh, our library bookshelves Seriously? around our fireplace. Oh, and she, I think she redid the cabinets in our kitchen even. Seriously? Yes. Yeah, so she She does some serious work. Heck yeah. Does she want to hang out? I think that would be very cool, <laughs> but it's one of my bigger regrets of my childhood that yeah. I never really got into it. Yeah. And it just started asking questions, mm-hmm. but it's never too late. I mean, it's never too late. And now that you I have, have a, friends and that now that I it. have a woodworker, <laughs> you have in, like three of them, but I have one in my studio right now. You do. If I'm going to start a just basic wood shop, 
and yeah. I'm going to start making cutting boards or spoons, mm-hmm. simple, simple carving projects to yeah. learn the ropes. What tools do I need to start with? There's three main tools you need to make all that happen. Yes, Major please. tools. Okay. I mean, you, of course you need like clamps and stuff, but I mean, that's side stuff, right? You need a table saw. Doesn't matter if it's a contractor style or like a stand standing table. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bigger and more belts you have, the better. Cause it's just going to cut smoother. Right. A miter saw. So your tap, I mean, so something you can do smaller cuts on and mm-hmm. easy. And then finally a planer. Planers make your life so easy. Okay. You're welcome, dad. So we these, think. these are the power tools that you really yeah. need to get into. But I mean, honestly, if you don't have a planer hand planes, I mean, there's so much nice. I mean, if you get a nice one, that's sharp. Okay. It does just as good as a planer. It just takes a little bit longer. Right. Saws. Yeah. Don't, don't go into the saw. Don't try to hand saw <laughs> cut wood perfectly. No. Yeah. So, I mean, those three tools, if you get those three, okay. I mean, that opens you up for cutting boards. I mean, tables even. Cause yeah. you, I mean, you just need stuff that you can get clean cuts on. Sure. Do you do a lot of hand like chisel work? Yeah. So all my spoons were done using a spoon knife. Uh, and I mean, that was all hand done. I mean, no power tools were involved in that until final sanding stage. I've kind of started to move back into the old, I mean, my grandpa's an antique collector and so he has so many like hand planes and stuff. I've really come to love those because it's like, it's an art form. It is. It's, I, I mean, I think about this with a lot of things, but like I look at it as like rod casting versus fly fishing. Anybody can just like shove something into a planer and it come out smooth the other side. And it's like rod casting. You can just throw something out there and you're going to catch something at some point. It may take a while, but like it'll happen. Yeah. But fly fishing, when you watch it, you're like, dang, that's just, there's an art to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you can hand plane something, you're like, what was it yesterday? Yeah. Steven Torna, one of our good friends and I, we built a dice. Like we were just playing around and we built a, I think it was a two inch by two inch die. Yeah. And it was just so much fun of like hand working it again of being like, okay, like how do we make this work with the most basic of tools? Yeah. And it's just, it brings that kind of character back being like, oh, like it's more entertaining than just like 30 seconds of like throw it through a planner, cut off the ends. And you're like, here's a cutting board when you're more like, okay, I just spent the last hour and a half hand pointing this down there you go. to be somewhat smooth to okay. now I can hand sand it is yeah. much more entertaining. So if we were going to pare things down, if I wanted yeah. to start the smallest of shops, yeah. table saw is probably still on the list. Table and miter are both on the list. Okay. But then actually hand, scratch that hand planer chisels things like this yeah i mean if you wanted to take it down to the basic basics yes you could get away with it with a miter saw you don't even need a table saw okay i mean it would help but it's not the end all right hand planes and then an oscillating sander and some um a trim planer so it's just i mean a hand plane is usually like 16 inches long to like 12 inches a, a trim planer is like three inches long it's tiny and it's just do chamfers and small little detail and it's oh, so much more entertaining. You mentioned that your favorite smell is fresh <laughs> cut, cut cedar. cedar. Yep. What are your top three favorite woods to work with? Oof, that's good. Number one is going to be walnut. The end all result of walnut is just so nice. Mm. Can um, you do, can you describe the color of, walnut, of each of these? Yeah, walnut can be three different colors. I would say you oh. have your typical like brown walnut you can have black walnut which is like when you put a finish on it it is stunning i mean it's so dark in color and it usually has quilting and curl to it which means you almost see little wave patterns in it that's just amazing Mm. and then so that's that's just one (laughs) cedar is definitely number two um i for four years worked in the lumber yard and every day playing around with cedar is just so much fun and it's just such a crazy wood if you think about it it doesn't rot as fast as other woods. I mean, it doesn't matter what the other wood is. Cedar will outlast it. It's used for outdoor and interior stuff, but it's one of the softest woods you can find. I mean, you can dent it with like nobody's business. You yeah. can just like drop something on it. It will put a mark in it. Yep. And then that smell, it's such a unique smell. And it just takes me back to like, one of the things my parents really love is, because I mean, we live on the beach. It's just keeping the house clean. Well, my mom does. Yeah. And so we built an outdoor shower and it's just, it's all cedar. Whoa. And so you like you turn on the water and that water hits the cedar and it just like releases that smell. And so it just takes me back to my childhood of being like at the beach. You just smell that. I mean, we're surrounded by cedars at that property and it was just like, so cool. Um, so cedars number two. Yep. And then I would have to lean towards, this is going to be weird, but it's called Wang. 
W-E-N-G-E. It's an African hardwood because it's a challenge. That wood splinters like nobody's business. I mean, it's one of the woods that I get the most splinters in my hands from because it's mm-hmm. like, when you look at it, it's literally like little pieces of grains of rice that are stuck together. Yeah. And when you start playing with it, like chip these things out and then they stick in you and they, they suck. They're, I think they're actually somewhat, I'm allergic to them. So I get like little red dots. Oof. They stick in me. I mean, it's not that bad, but like, it's definitely like noticeable. Yeah. But your end result, I mean, it's black. There's, it's not like dark walnut colored. It's just straight black. Wow. And so naturally, on, yeah. So depending on what project you put it in, it's like, it's just stands out so nicely and okay. it's oh, beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. Well then to wind us down a bit here, Marshall, I'm curious to ask what you are currently reading. This is going to sound so cheesy. Um, for Christmas, I believe in Bigfoot just starting that whole situation out. And so I got a book about Bigfoot camp stuff, fire stories that I've been slow working through and it's convincing. Yep. You're shaking your head. No, it's a I, big yes. <laughs> this is a whole nother podcast. It is a whole you, podcast. You'll come back and we'll yep. just so do a series on that. Yeah. So that's currently what I've been reading Whoa. through uh, for fiction wise. Well, nonfiction well, actually, let's be honest. Well, what are you currently listening to? Let's start with music. What's your mm. default when you open Spotify? What do you jam? John Bellion. Or Lord Huron. It's a range. What about podcasts? A couple of my friends got me suckered into NADPOTS so and not another D&D podcast. And it fills the hours of driving. So I've been doing that one and then a series on outdoor adventure companies and how they got their start. Okay, man. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thanks for having this me. This is fun. I'm glad, you were, talkative self. I'm glad you were here. Yeah, glad we got this to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to close us out then, yeah. would you read our favorite quote? For the podcast. Yeah. The only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. Mm-hmm.